0: Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Lock of Law 2 podcast. I'm Larry Wiggs II, your host, and today we're going to talk about 109. All right, I'm going to talk about 109 but within the context of Japan, specifically the capital, Tokyo, Japan. Now, I've been reading online for the last hour or so um, about 109, and it's just crazy how many connections there are uh to these numbers in Japan um and quite personally or, or quite literally when i was there in Japan i was always annoyed by uh the this company uh called Tokyu uh Tokyu Hands uh, in fact it was sort of a um I, I recall it as being a stationary store um but from my research online it says that it's a store um, that has, you know, furniture, it has stationery, um, it has uh, arts and crafts uh, supplies. Because the hands, Tokyo hands refers to do-it-yourself, do-it-yourself projects. All right. Now, personally, I was annoyed every time seeing the Tokyo hands sign because I did not know what Tokyo meant. And I thought. Why would they say Tokyo? The name of the capital city is Tokyo. Why don't they just write Tokyo? And so I never knew the answer. And I recently learned that Tokyo is a reference to uh, the numbers one, zero, and 9. And you know I love those numbers because those numbers are an allusion to my birthday on October 9th. So there i was in japan looking at 109 hands the name of this store and just asking myself well that doesn't make any sense but it was literally a reflection of myself a reflection of who i am like right there oh my gosh and i probably should have gone in there and you know patronized their their stores um but i didn't they were kind of expensive actually and i didn't have much money but Tokyo, you know, Tokyo means 109. Now, how do they get there to how did they get from Tokyo to 109? Or rather, how did I get there? Well, you see, the Japanese engage in something called Japanese wordplay. Um, their term is goro awase. And this goro awase, this Japanese wordplay, it's ubiquitous throughout the Japanese culture, and it's simply the Japanese playing with words and numbers, or rather substituting um, the uh, these words for numbers. Or you know, in the case of uh, Tokyo, instead of writing one zero nine, they said Tokyo, and they called the shop Tokyo Hands, when in fact the name of the store is basically one zero nine Hands. Okay. The the corporate company that owns this or that that runs uh, Tokyo Hands is the Tokyo Group. And they also uh, run the Shibuya 109 Fashion Store, which is a wildly popular store um, right there, right smack in the middle of uh, Tokyo near the uh, Shibuya Crossing. And if you're familiar with Japan, you know about the Shibuya Crossing being that uh, intersection where thousands of people cross the street at the same time. It's one of the only uh, intersections like it um, in the world. And therefore, it's popular you know, around the globe, but especially in Tokyo. It's extremely uh, famous. But right there, near that crossing, near that intersection, there is Shibuya 109. Or Shibuya Tokyo. All right. Did I, did I say that uh, 10 or one zero, 10 is to and 9 is gyu? So that's where you get the tokyu from. Okay. Tokyo. And probably one of the reasons why tokyu is so popular is because it sounds so similar to the name of the capital city, Tokyo uh less the uh final syllable u rather than o right it's tokyo and not tokyo so i was walking around japan and i would see tokyo uh written in uh you know as signs all over the city and i just thought well why do they keep doing that and there, I would see the numbers one, zero, and nine, and I would think, "Hey, that's cool. That's my birthday." Little did I know that I was really walking in a city in a, within a country where, <laughs> I mean, quite literally, uh, folks were playing, you know, with these numbers and playing right in front of me. There was the the big joke was on me, like, "Hey, Larry." You're welcome here in Japan, man. We love ten nine. That's your birthday? Cool. Right on, you know, right on with you. But that joke was very much hidden, you know. It wasn't apparent to me until, you know, today, years later. But hey, I love Japan. And I actually traveled to Japan three times in 2013. And not to be outdone, two years later, I traveled to Japan in 2015 a total of five times. So that just gives you some indication of how, uh, how much I enjoyed um, visiting Japan. One other example of this Goroawase or this Japanese wordplay um, as it relates to me and my travels to Japan. Um, you know, when I went to Japan... I would often leave South Korea, I would leave Busan, South Korea, and then I would travel to uh, Fukuoka, Japan, uh, which you can get from Busan, South Korea, to Fukuoka by ferry, and it's a very inexpensive uh, journey, if you can find uh, off-peak tickets. And I think I spent uh, around $30 or $40 on a round-trip ticket between uh, Korea and Japan, um, on off-peak, you know, travel seasons or off-peak uh, times. Um, well, you know, I would go there so often um, and I would go to that same city of Fukuoka. And I eventually found, well, I learned that Fukuoka is uh, popular for its uh, ramen Or rather, for its noodles, whether they be ramen noodles or udon um, noodles. And, you know, I kept going back to Fukuoka to have their ramen and their udon. And my favorite udon is uh, served at a restaurant called Niku Niku Udon. Now, after my research today, I learned what Niku Niku Udon means. Okay, the udon is the rice noodle. But the Niku Niku part, now that's really perplexing because, hey, my wife's birthday is on the 29th. In fact, it's the 29th of September. And I had no idea. This was years before, you know, my wife and I were married. But there I was leaving South Korea to go to Japan to eat at Niku Niku Udon. Unbeknownst to me at the time, Niku means two nine. Or 29. So I was literally inculcating myself in the in this habit of um, going to uh, of of, I was engrossed in this numerical uh, experiment, you know, whether it was uh, encountering Tokyo, which meant an allusion to my birthday, 10, 9, October 9th, or if it was Going, If I went to the restaurant to have my favorite udon, it was that 2929 udon, uh, an allusion to my wife's birthday. That, you know, somehow all of this was all leading me and leading my wife and I to finally make a connection that must have been cosmic, cosmically ordained. Well, that's what I would like to think. But um yeah, so Japan and Goro Awase and these numbers are wildly intriguing, interesting, and just knowing that these numbers and this wordplay existed in Japan helps me understand why I saw ten nine so frequently in Japan. But it doesn't explain to me why throughout my travels I continue to see ten nine. Whether it be in Saudi Arabia, when I stepped off of the uh, plane, and the next taxi cab in line that ultimately became my taxi cab had the license plate ten nine, or at least the first three digits one zero and nine. I mean, I can't explain that. That was just serendipity. And then when I was in Peru and I hiked up Machu Picchu. I summited the mountain. I checked my watch. It was 10.09 a.m. Like, how did that happen? Were the Inca spirits uh, having some, you know, playing a joke on me then? I don't know. And why was it that when I was in Havana, Cuba, the country where Fidel Castro and Che Guevara led the revolution, Why was it that I happened to be reading a book about Che Guevara and his legacy still permeates the island? His spirit still permeates that island and his bones today rest on that island. And I discovered as I was reading a book about Che Guevara that he died on 10-9, October 9th, my birthday, but... He was killed 12 years before I was born. But the idea that I learned that fact when I was in Havana, Cuba, oh, man, that is intriguing, perplexing, vexing. But it all is pretty cool, if you ask me. Now, I can keep going because I went to sleep in Medellin, Colombia one night around nine o'clock. I didn't set my alarm. And I just happened to wake up out of the blue. There were no loud sounds to awaken me. There was nothing. I just happened to awaken. And I quickly grabbed my cell phone to say, hey, man, what time is it? What time did I, did I wake up? And there it was on my clock, on my, on my cell phone. It was 1.09 a.m. when I just happened to wake up. And I thought, are there some Colombian spirits that I don't know about that are playing a joke on me over here? Or how about that time when I walked into the motel room in Bahrain and I noticed that the, the dial on the channel, on the, on the television, it was set to 109, channel 109, whatever that meant, whatever channel that was. And I, th- I thought to myself, how, how wild is that? I just happened to go into any particular room. They they said here, this is your room. Go to this room, here are the keys. You can stay there, you know, for a night or two. And as soon as I walk through the door, I, I see this, I see the television is set on channel 109. Like, wow, what? Why not channel seven? Channel 15? Or if they if they were going up to the hundreds, why not channel 222, 333, no, it was channel 109, yeah, and then the most perplexing was in Ethiopia. On my way to the restroom, I passed a door where someone had written the numbers 1, 0, and 9 on the door, and I wondered what significance what significance do those numbers hold for the Ethiopians? Like, why? Literally, why did someone write those numbers on that door? I understand more clearly why the Japanese have 109 or 109 plastered all over their city. But I don't know why I saw 109 in these Myriad of experiences around the globe that I've had. I don't know. That's what IC109 is all about. It's this journey to learn more and understand more about what the heck is going on. I'm Larry Wiggs and this is the Laka Law 2 podcast, also entitled IC109. You can find me here or on Instagram at IC109 or on YouTube under Larry Wiggs two or Larry Wiggs II. And uh, yeah, I'll be here talking about 109 or 109. So keep coming back. Keep coming to join me. Thanks for listening. Peace.